Welcome to the Big Self Podcast. If you're just joining us, you've come at a great time. It is self-knowledge September. We are big believers in self-knowledge because it's kind of a big deal. So big of a deal, in fact, that we're offering a class this month on September 29th that focuses on how to build more self-knowledge. So Albert Einstein once said, no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. And that is exactly why we access our depths through other forms of consciousness. When you continue to ask the same questions and make the same choices, wah, 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 you get the same <laughs> results. Yeah, to move in a different direction requires insight into where you have been and where you are clarity on what no longer serves and direction on how to move into where you would like to be. And our special guest who is going to be talking about that very thing today, talking about how to expand your mind, break out of mindsets, uh, fixed mindsets and limiting beliefs is Lindy Putnam. She's a certified life coach and seminar leader who leads ambitious professionals and entrepreneurs to help strengthen their mindsets to break free and reach their goals and create the life they love. She does this by guiding her clients to go deep within for self-discovery and growth. And whether it's building a business, working on personal goals, or feeling more comfortable in one's own skin, Lindy's mission is to empower her clients to grow and become the best version of themselves. Lindy, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is a blast. Thank you so much. I'm curious, Lindy, if you, um, in the work that you've been doing with clients, what are some of co the common um, misperceptions people have of themselves, the common limiting beliefs that you see playing out in people's lives? Yeah, so there are a few common common limiting beliefs that I find often with, with my clients. Um, one is just, just their limiting thoughts and their capabilities. So, so many people don't think they are capable of reaching their goals or dreams. We all have a greater vision of, of what we want to do and what we would like to accomplish, but so many people just feel like they don't have the skills or the knowledge or the ability to achieve them. And another thing is, is feeling like we're not in control of certain things, that we're not in control of our thoughts or how we act. And, and this is a, a pretty big thing I work with my clients on is really we are in control of, of all, all the thoughts we choose to think and believe in. And so that's a big, uh, powerful transformation right then and there with my clients um, and then I would also say, though, uh, a lot of people feel like they also aren't worthy enough. So once we get through like, okay, you are capable of achieving this, there's still a deeper rooted issue sometimes, and that's not feeling worthy enough to achieve what they want. And so that, that's a pretty, that's one of the biggest ones I would say. Well, how do you, um, how do you coach them to kind of make their self talk or, you know, their how do you help them? How do you help free them up specifically? What are some things yeah. that you coach them? And I'm, I'm with that too, Lindy, I'm curious. So we, um, I was talking with a guy last week 
And he's like, you know, just because I know what I'm, I know the right things mm-hmm. or I, I'm aware that I struggle with this belief or limit myself in this yeah. way, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean I actually do anything different. And so like, just cause you know, something doesn't mean you do something different with it. So with yeah. Chad's question, I'm curious too, kind of your, how you help people really not only excavate and figure out how am I holding myself back? And some of those beliefs you just mentioned, but moving, helping them move forward into action. Like what's your, what's your methodology around that or kind of um, how, you know, the questions maybe you ask or how you structure mm-hmm. your work with people so they can move through the thoughts into action. Oh, that is such a good question. So, so one thing that's powerful with life coaching, or at least my my style of life coaching, I'm actually a, a holistic life coach, and um, I lead my clients to go within for self discovery. So I don't necessarily tell my clients what they should do or how to do it. I lead them to go within through uh, various questions, it, and typically mm-hmm. through asking powerful questions to help them go within. And um, come up with their own answers because I, I don't know my client as well as my own client knows themselves. We all have wisdom within. We just sometimes need help accessing that. And so awareness is the, the key to anything. It's the first step. And so I always help my client, first and foremost, we, we identify what they truly want and why they want it. But then, of course, we identify, okay, well, why aren't you there yet? Why aren't you getting it? We identify what's holding them back. And through, I'm, every client is different. Um, so, you know, we, I like to get to the root of, okay, well, like, again, we'll, we'll say not feeling worthy. Like, let's get to the root issue of how did this begin? And it always is either through um, being taught by someone else or going through some kind of experience that you internalize it. And you, and that's all really limiting beliefs are, is just a thought you choose to think over and over again that you believe to be true over time. And so by by giving them the tools and power to know that they are in control of their thoughts that just because they think something doesn't mean it's it's true, they're able to reframe and strengthen their mindset to take back control of their thoughts. That way they can release and, and shed what doesn't serve them to move forward with more empowering thoughts and, and beliefs. Mm-hmm. You're speaking my language. Yeah, I am. Um... <laughs> So much of the work that I've done through the years um, and pretty much is all around self-awareness, building, building those muscles of kind of um, authenticity and really, and a lot of times I'll talk about self-confrontation because we have Mm -hmm. to look at these, you know, these shadow sides of, of who we are um, in order to have this whole picture of, of our being, and, and really bringing all of that into our experience, even the dark sides that we don't like or, you know, whatever we want to call them, that is a part of who we are in our experience. And I think there's a lot of gifts in that, too. If people can mm-hmm. do this inner work and really, like, really get to know themselves. Um, here's a question because this is something um, – that I think is really interesting, this idea, especially because, you know, if you work with people who are really 
they are motivated, they're successful, they want to do big things in their lives. And that's a, and a lot of what we're doing here with Big Self is, is helping yeah. people kind of, um, capitalize on their potential, like really understand how to bring that into the world. So I see a lot of these high achievers pursue their ideal self. So they push themselves to these really unrealistic measures mm-hmm. of success and, you know, I, you know, I tell a lot of people just because something you can do something doesn't mean you should, <laughs> yeah. um, this, yeah. you know, they, they turn something that's permissible into something that is possible and then they go after it and then they burn out and they mm-hmm. are stressed and they struggle. And so, yeah, like, like the limiting belief, there's, there's this, you know, holds us back, but then also there's this possibility believing and that can burn us out. And so how do you think about that when you're, even in your own life and as you're working with people, like, is there this fine line that you kind of want people to think about um, as they're crafting this ideal life? I guess in a way you're asking almost like, do they always honestly (laughs) self-assess from the other end of the spectrum? Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. That's such a good question. You know, there's such a difference between doing something that you are drawn to, that you're passionate about, that only but that just continues to fuel more of who you are that helps you grow or there's also something that we do to prove ourselves or maybe we yes. have to struggle with to get and there's such a fine line between that. And so With goal setting, like when I help my clients identify, okay, what do you want, but why do you want it? The deeper why Mm. as well. What I'm looking for when when they say like why they want something is, well, I just, I'm passionate about this. I feel like this is my gifts. This fuels my purpose. If some people say, well, I want it to, to prove to, you know, my dad that I can do this or to make more money and prove to myself that I'm worthy. Then we got to kind of say, okay, let's pause, let's go back and, and go f- fuel and fill that gap already. Because the, yeah. the way we accomplish our goals in the most effective way is to first tap into what we want already because we have everything within that we desire already love, mm-hmm. respect, abundance. We have that. And so it's so important to feel that first and then continue to to go after the goals and dreams that are meaningful to you. Mm. I, I want to make sure people are hearing what you just said it was a really good nugget of truth. I, I, I'm, I'm chewing on that as you're talking about it. So just because you're successful, that can still come from a limiting, limiting belief that can still come from a fear of unworthiness or a, a, a need to prove or overcome. And so just because we have like this um, ideal of what we should be doing uh, and, and, and doing big things and accomplishing a lot mm-hmm. in the world and making an impact and all those things we talk about just because you're doing those things doesn't mean necessarily that it's, it's from a healthy, authentic place. Yes, so I just absolutely. Make sure that. Yes. There is a societal definition of success. Again, it's that, that mm-hmm. contributes to those rocks back into that bowl again, like what we should yes. do, we should make money. We should work hard and do a nine to five job even if we don't necessarily like it. So that's the societal definition of success, the fame, the cars, the big house. But then the real 
our true version of success typically is is very different. It's are you doing something that fuels your purpose? Are you doing something to help others? And and that's so important before you create new goals or chase after anything or even just to take a deeper look currently in what you're doing. Is this making you happy? Is this fulfilling you? And that's one of the most important questions we can ask ourselves. Mm-hmm. Totally. I would love for you to share a little bit about your journey, your corporate journey, kind of what you learned in that. Um, I know that it was a, it sounds like a pretty transformational process for you. And how did you, I'll say confront, I don't know if that's the right word, but become aware of and maybe confront some of your own limiting limiting beliefs? Yeah, absolutely. So I've always had a passion for personal development. My my degree is actually in counseling psychology, but I got an amazing opportunity right out of college to uh, take a job in a sales in- industry. It's actually in the oil and gas industry, and um, you know, while it the opportunity was great, I was still myself. You know, working through some of my limiting beliefs. I was still really shy. Um, and so when I first took on this sales job, it was really a struggle for me because I had to make cold calls. I mean, it was a completely new industry for me. And I just kept running into roadblock after roadblock because I was crippled by my own fear. I could not make cold calls. I couldn't go out and and talk to new people. And I I quickly discovered like my way of thinking is the only only thing holding me back. And so it was really a gift. I had to, you know, use what I learned in my degree. I had to really face my my struggles and and face them head on. And it was through different things that I did to really build my confidence and self-esteem that helped me make those cold calls that helped me trans transform my life from the inside out. So as I transformed within, I found my sales career just take off. And with that, it mm. continues to build upon each other. More confidence. My business was great. I gained more confidence and I just uh, really boosted my self-esteem. And once I really cracked that code, I still felt like I, I needed to use my gifts in a way that was more fulfilling to me. And so that's actually what led me to become a life coach. I wanted to help others also build their confidence and self-esteem. Mm-hmm. How long did you stick with um, that? How, how long were you um, doing sales? Actually, seven years, over seven years. Wow. Yeah. So for, for <laughs> yeah. a while, and that's a that can be a pretty tough. Um, it's certainly a male dominated industry. Yes, very cutthroat, and and I actually. You know, a lot of people think, okay, I'm ready to do something else. I'm going to quit my day job and just start fresh. And while that is appropriate to some people, sometimes it doesn't, that's not the most effective approach because then you put this added pressure on something that you really want to do. And so I, I'm a firm believer in juggling both if you can for a little bit. Um, So I continue Mm -hmm. to work. I got my a life coaching certification and slowly built my business while I was still doing sales. And and it was great. It served me very well doing both for a while. Yeah. Like quitting your day job can be very dangerous, right? I mean, it, it's, it, <laughs> we don't always recommend that. It's a leap of faith. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes yeah. you can fall off the cliff. Yes. It's appropriate for some, but not for everyone. It's, it's baby. I'm hmm. such a firm believer in baby steps. 
how did yes. you, um, how I'm going to ask you this, like, like the limiting beliefs so that while you were in sales, you got aware of those, like, what did you replace them with? Like, if you could be real concrete for people, like, you know, I, this is where the fear was coming from. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you use the word fear, but that kind of, yes, yes. The part of you that pulled you, wanted you to pull back. And then there was another part aspect of growing into this that I think was coming from a little bit of a different place. And I'm curious Mm -hmm. kind of what those thoughts were that you grew into. I'm so glad you asked this question because here is like what a, this is what a, the biggest breakthrough for me was, is when I first started the sales job, I thought I needed to act a certain way. I needed to sell a certain way that just wasn't authentic to me. Um, you know, a lot of people think sales is kind of fake and pushy and this and that. And I, yeah. I had trouble grasping we that. It was hard. Went up, went up for a second, Lindy. Lindy. Oh, can you hear me? Uh, you broke up right when you were saying you weren't living out of, um, authentically. And, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, part of the sales, um, view I thought is, is I had to sell in a certain way that wasn't authentic to me. I had to be kind of pushy or maybe I just had a view of what a salesman was and it didn't really line up with who I was. And so one of the biggest game changers for me was when I decided, you know what, I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to sell. It may be a little bit different than most people, but I'm going to stay true to who I am. I'm going to continue to create real, genuine, authentic relationships. I'm going to show my personality, which is a little more maybe shy or reserved. But I, once I embraced my own personality, I said, you know what? I'm going to sell this way. I'm going to be true to who I am. When I accepted it, I really then wasn't that shy. I just, I, because there was nothing then that could be shameful. I, I embraced who I was. And I think a lot of people, customers that I, you know, cold called to and, and sold, I think they caught up on this and it actually helped me. It catapulted my business because I was creating real genuine relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. That is hard to do. How how cold were those leads? I mean, were they just just out of the blue or did you have any kind yes. of a- No, I had nothing. And it was really, wow. it was a gift, but it was really hard. They didn't give me any kind of business. So I literally had to, I mean, the oil fields, they're remote deserted locations filled with a bunch of men. And I just had to drive up to the location with a hard hat and an FR, which was super attractive, right? That just boosts your confidence right then and there. And I had to find the company, man. I had to find the person who made the calls and just go up and introduce myself. And um, it was cutthroat. Some people could be kind of rude or whatever, but I really had to develop the thick skin I needed to, you know what? It's not about me. It's about them. I mean, I just ran my own race and um, and it, it ended up being really, really powerful. What is the biggest thing you learned about yourself from that? You know, by, it was so empowering when I finally pushed past my comfort zone and I went through fear, facing my fear 
head on, moving through it and coming out the other side incredibly strong. And that was that was something I was like, you know what? If I can do this, everyone can do this. All you have to do is just take those steps past your fear and you come out the other side so much stronger and resilient. Is that generally what you uh, advocate for with, with your clients is to just like push through that resistance and, and that fear? Uh, and yes. I, I suppose even if you failed, you learn from it or? Yes, absolutely. Well, and that's the other thing. There's now, like I was so afraid of failure back then or looking maybe dumb or, you know, not something going the way I intend it to be. But there's two things in life that this is how I literally view life now. There's no such thing as success and failure. There's either number one, success, where um, your um, whatever you do is matches your expectations. Or number two, maybe you don't, but you learn from it. It's either a success or a learning experience. And that learning experience still continues if you learn from it to push you towards success as well. So with that mindset, there's no such thing as failure. Everything happens for your highest good if you learn from it. Hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, this is a really interesting conversation and it's something I'm going to have to keep kind of grappling with. So my experience of limiting beliefs um, really drove me and it's really good for me to think about in this way, drove me to a very unhealthy place, emotionally, mm -hmm. physically, spiritually. And so it wasn't, it, it wasn't so much fear for me as mm -hmm. it was this like potential, I have to go grab it. I have this one life. Mm -hmm. I tell Chad all the time, I have this very strong internal pusher. And I think mm -hmm. that that's wrapped up limiting beliefs for me, you know, even still, even I think this is work, life work, like we're always working on this. So, um, you know, for me to come to terms with limiting belief means that I have to um, really put down kind of these trappings of success or put down these expectations mm -hmm. that I, I put on myself. Like, I think I, yeah. out of pursuit of success and making this impact and being all these things to all these people, like that is limiting me in ways that I, I'm not conscious of until I kind of hit the wall. Um, so I think yeah. it's really good for me to think about how you're framing it. That's yeah. so, so powerful. So failure, in, in a sense, I think what you're saying, Lindy, is, is failure is is good one way or the other, because you're going to learn from it even if you do fail. And if you, and if you don't fail, then well, you succeeded. Absolutely. Everything. When I went through my own life coach training, I, I learned that everything really happens for your highest good. If you are in the right mindset to receive it mm -hmm. in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it, it, it can. And I think it takes a while to get to that realization for me, you know, for somebody that failed miserably, <laughs> spectacularly <laughs> a few years ago and lost a lot in that process. I remember sitting with my therapist who I had seen for, gosh, almost 10 years at, at that point. And she's like, well, you know, this is, this is, let's reframe this a little bit. Or, you know, she was so good. And she was like really encouraging me and supporting me. And I just like, 
no, I said, quit saying that. Like I need to say I fail, but there's something really <laughs> like, like important and defining about that moment for me. Like, no, I reached the end. This isn't, this did not work. And I need to say mm-hmm. that and own it. And then I can move on. And then I feel like, okay, that's a comma. Now I'm ready to kind of reset and rebuild my life, but I couldn't get there as quickly as I wanted to, or as quickly as I think mm-hmm. other people wanted me to. I don't know if you would agree with that chat or not. Uh, no, I, I, <laughs> I mean, for the most like, part, I'm agreeing with. Move on, Shelly. Get past this. <laughs> um, I, you know, Lindy, I don't know. Um, let's. See, I'm trying to. What you know, when you're working with your clients, this is kind of a, a last question. But when um, it's it's a process and self knowledge. Yes. You know, weak. This is never ending. But but like, how do you work? What's I know everyone's different, but how do you like? How when do they begin to kind of see some results? And mm-hmm. when do you kind of work yourself out of a job, so to speak, or, or do they, some of them just continue to work with you, um, ongoing? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, I, I love how you say it's a process and that's so important. People understand that because it's just like building muscle. It, it is continuous repetition over and over again to build that muscle. And it's the same with a strong mindset and reworking your beliefs because a lot of thoughts and beliefs are habitual. And so, you know, they mm. say it takes 21 days, quote unquote, to reframe or to, you know, um, drop a habit, implement a new one. I don't believe it's really, if you read now, I read up, I'm studying NLP, um, neuro-linguistic programming, and it's like 66 days. I mean, it takes time. Yeah. Yeah. It takes time to rework your thoughts. And so, you know, I will work with some people. Some people just want a little refresher. Um, but I strongly, I have different like sessions and I think like three months is a good start. That way you can really tackle the limiting beliefs, rework your mind, but then start to build new positive, empowering thoughts. Do you, Lindy, do you have any daily practices that you rely on to help help you continue this journey of self-exploration? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, so when I end a day and begin a day, and actually I, I used to do this quite a bit, but actually going through COVID, um, I've really had to do more of it. And that's just practicing gratitude. Um, there's always, always, always something you can be grateful for, even if you feel like you are going through through the worst of circumstances, there's always something, whether it's your health or your spouse's health or your children's health or your anything, you just start listing things. And that just sets a foundation to end a day and begin a day in the most strong and powerful way. Um, and then I, I also enjoy writing. I'm a writer. So that's something I like to do in the beginning of the day. I just let out the thoughts and, and words that I, I want to write, whatever comes to me. And then I'm also a, a big runner. I enjoy running and that's um, a sort of meditative experience for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I make sure I run 
every single day as well. Wow. Those are some great habits. There is a lot of uh, research backing up what you're saying about gratitude. It's, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. Shelly's been educating me on that over the past year that, you know, it's not just saying, you know, can I just say though, hold up. Yeah. I wrote my dissertation <laughs> on gratitude in 2006 through 2000. Okay. Maybe wow. I just wasn't listening. And, okay. And just listen, the past year he's learned a lot. Well, so I I'm, don't know. I'm, what's- yeah. I'm, I'm reframing. <laughs> okay, there you go. I'll take it. It just um, took 10 years, but that's okay. I find it hard to meditate while running though, Lindy. I'm, I, I'm constantly thinking about when it's about to yeah. be over. <laughs> <laughs> I can maybe when I'm walking, but um, okay, but that is so this awesome. is yeah. Uh, so uh, when I run, this is where I strengthen my mind because that is so true. Like I'll I push myself a little bit um, to run faster or longer, and my body is like give out at the end. And so I literally use my mental reserves at the very end to keep pushing through. I tell myself like. <laughs> powerful affirmations. And it's amazing how powerful I feel at the end because literally I finished on sheer willpower. <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah, is fantastic. Like that. Um, well, hey, so Lindy, it is great to uh, chat with you this way and to celebrate you with the the Big Self community. Thanks so much for, for being a part and sharing some of your wisdom. How do people get in touch? Sure. So um, I'm very active on Instagram. It's Lindy Putnam, which my name is spelled a little differently. It's L-Y-N-D-I-E and then Putnam, P-U-T-N-A-M. And then I have, I'm soon this week, I'm coming out with a new and improved website. I'm so excited. And it's just, I know, so exciting. It's just my name, Lindy Putnam, and then coaching, lindyputnamcoaching.com. That's how they can uh, contact me as well. Awesome. I just started following you on the gram. So you'll see that. Well, thank you guys so much. I absolutely love your podcast. I love the work that you're doing. And it really is an honor just to be here and and to talk with you guys. This is, this is really powerful. It's our honor. Um, Yeah. I am so glad that our paths have crossed and I cannot wait to see, see how your work just continues to impact people and hopefully maybe some future collaborations. Could you and I speak a very similar language? Self-awareness, gratitude. That is it. That's what it's all about. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Self Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us, join the community on Facebook at the Big Self Society. You can find us at big underscore self on Twitter. And we are also at the Big Self Society on Medium, where we feature and curate content on topics ranging from psychology to creativity and productivity. We'd love to hear from you. What show made an impact on your thinking, your habits, your decision making, or anything else? And anyone you'd like us to reach out to and have on the show, let us know.